I'm going to carry on from the Monique drama. Um, because that right there just touched the nerve. I also saw in the shade room where Sammy was on um, Instagram. And the shade room, of course, took it and put it on their on their play on their page, where he wanted to clear up that he is about love, uh, and that's all he's representing and he's speaking. He's not about negativeness. He's about positivity. In case people are lurking, because people love to lurk and take stuff and run out of context. Um, I think he's talking in regards to when he went on this rant about single mothers. Um. And I didn't like what he said because I was never a single mother. I never had um, to fully stress about everything as a parent by myself. Of course, as a mother, you have more on you than the father in most cases. In most cases, the father have more on, on him than the mother. But anyway, there are people that have been in situations where they end up getting pregnant by a guy it don't work out. She becomes a single mother and she moves on with her life or whatever, whatever. And I took it the way I took it because I have kin folks that have never been married and they have, they are single parents. And I know in their situations, they weren't sluts, whores, sleazy people, or any of those negative labels. They weren't sleeping around. They were with people that they were in long-term relationships with. They had dated these people for over a year, over two years, before a baby even came in the picture. Then when a baby came in the picture, all of a sudden, you can't stick it out because a child is in the picture now, but y'all can stick it out all the other time, which I didn't understand that. When they separated and went their own way, that guy didn't step up to the plate as a father. So my frustration was, you can say, because he was saying that the women need to use birth control and the women need to do that, da 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 And of course, he said, he said, I take care of my child and I do this and da 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 And he didn't say anything about, well, the men need to get a condom and the men need to do this and the men need to do that. Okay, it worked both ways. Because I don't care who disagree with me, I'm going to say it. A lot of men... Not a lot. Most men, yeah, that is a lot. Well, anyway, most men do not like using condoms. A woman can't get herself pregnant. So if that man uses a condom or whatever, and she's also protecting herself, you have a better chance of not getting pregnant. But majority of these women that have gotten pregnant with these men, majority of these men do not even like condoms because they feel like, I can't for the realness, the condoms feels you know, you could tell that the condom is on. True. But you want a baby with someone that you don't even like? That you know for sure in your mind that you're not going to be with long term? Because I don't care what anyone say. These guys know that nine times out of ten, this woman who I'm with should not be the mother of my child. Or it's not somebody that I should be married. We as women know that this guy's probably ain't no good. We just holding on to him because we like him. We've been with him for a long time. The sex, the intimacy is banging, so we're going to stick it out. Or we may have fallen in love with this person, and this person is not in love with us, and then some of us convinced ourselves, we stick it out, it's going to get better, it's going to change. It never does. 
But I'm just saying that's the situation. So when we go and we get pregnant with these guys, we're not, majority of us are not set out to get pregnant on purpose and then be a single mother. That is so stupid. Like, like, hey, I want to get pregnant and be a single mother. I'm going to get paid for that. Yeah, I want to get paid for that. Nah, come on, I stop. So when he did that post, he got a lot of backlash. I was one of those people that was feeling some type of way because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a fan of his. I love his music. Um, but he did rub me the wrong way when he said that. And I was never a baby mama. Never. But it still bothered me that he said that because I'm a woman. I'm still a woman. And that could have easily been me in that situation in a long-term relationship. And I'm thinking it's going to be something and I, I end up a, a single mother. So... You know, I kind of understood where he was coming from later on. It's just his delivery was all screwed up and messed up. Well, anyway, he's about positivity and love. He ain't about no hey, He love everybody. Wait, 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 wait a minute. That don't it don't sound like something I watch, but it's but you make it sound funny. I gotta watch this. Can you can you send me a link or drop a link or something or tell me where I can find this clip because this sounds hilarious. Bush Radio, I know, and even when I think back on it, it was funny, and what's crazy is, Shakina is this crazy girl um, that's friends with Tiny, she was also, she's also friends with Keisha Core and Gucci Man, um, but it's her Instagram page, let me see, hold on one second, yeah, it's That's Shakina, all lowercase, T-H-A-T-S-H-E-K-I-N-A-H. Um, her name is Shakina Anderson, but it's on, it's on her page. She always have crazy stuff on her page, I'm going to be honest with you. But I was just strolling through her page because I find her to be funny. And when I saw it, I was like, what? I had to replay the thing for to make sure that it was what it was. And it was just, it was just funny. It was hilarious, but yeah. I, I had to laugh, <laughs> but I'm goofy, so I might find stuff extra funny, and some people just might find it average funny, but it was funny. I don't care what anybody say, and then from the comments, other people found it to be funny, too, but yeah. <laughs> I want my listeners to listen to me. Now, there's this thing called character flaws. Always room for growth when it comes to your character flaws. Make room for growth. There's always room for growth. Make room for growth. There's always room for improvement. But you know what character flaws is, right? It's those negative things about you that may need to be changed, like a bad attitude, quick temper. You know, sometimes people feel like they're better than the next person. When people have a conversation, they don't allow the other person to get a word in. They take over the conversation. Unsupportive friends, like you're always want someone to be there for you, but you're not there for them. 
always late, opinionated, and where you feel like your opinion is always right and you push it on other people. I had to align myself to be better. I had to work on me. I realized that if I didn't align myself to change some of the negative characters that I had, that I was going to continue to hinder myself. I always took negative criticism, even if it was constructive criticism. I always took it personal. Um, I always had a hard time accepting it. Um, And if I was around a person and if they said one thing negative, I would just close myself off to them. Um, So I had to work on it and I still continue to work on it. I get annoyed with traffic to the point where I'm like, oh my God, because I have horrible patience. But again, that's a flaw of mine that I'm working on. You know, I believe it's important to work and improve the negative behavior, character traits that we have. I mean, do you believe that some people are just the way they are, that that they're never going to change or, you know, like it defeat the purpose of saying anything because that's just them? Because I have family members that I've said that about. And I've had family members that say that about me. Um, I take negative criticism, personal um, constructive criticism. I take insults even deeper and I hold them and I never let them go, you know? Um, and when it came to certain family member and certain friends, when they would say things that offended me or bothered me, and I would say that bothers me and they didn't care. I would get so upset that you, that they didn't care that it bothered me. And so I would get like, that nerve will get the jumping and I'm like, I don't want to hear nothing you have to say because this is how I feel. And if I wasn't, if I didn't get the respect that I felt I deserved, like I didn't want to hear nothing else you had to say. Like I didn't care, but I had to realize that just because you're not acknowledging that I'm upset right now, doesn't give me the right to get loud or be more aggressive. You know what I mean? And just because I feel the way I feel doesn't mean that that's what your intentions were towards me. And I had to learn that you have to actually be clear when you're communicating with a person. And if you don't understand what they're saying, ask questions because that's a flaw of mine. Also, I had a hard time asking questions. Like I didn't want to ask people questions. Um, now I will. Um, but it's a, it's character flaws are things we always have to work on. We can't take a day off. You know what I mean? And we're going to have bad days, but you never stop. You keep fighting for change. Last week, I think it was last week or the weekend, I did a topic on parents having more control with their children instead of allowing their children to do whatever they want to do. Um, that topic was not to bash women, mothers, or anything like that. 
It was to shine light on some mothers that allow them their children to do whatever they want. And rather being a parent, that person that gets on the child's nerves or the child tells, I hate you as they get older, you want to you want to be your child's best friend at six, seven and between 15 and 16 years old. Ain't going to happen. Not for me. Um, I want my child to be comfortable and feel secure enough with me to know that I love you. I got you, but don't try me. And if you need to talk to me about something deep and serious, you know that I'm going to listen with an open heart, with an open mind, and I'm not going to judge you. Um, Because like I've said, people that have been listening to my station, I can be opinionated. But just because I'm opinionated doesn't mean that I push my opinions on people. If it's asked, I will. If I love a person and I'm tired of hearing them being hurt, sometimes my opinion just comes out without even thinking. Um, but if I if I realize that I hurt you by a, a, you know expressing my opinion, I will apologize because that is not if you didn't ask for it, it's not my place to give you unsolicited you know advice or opinions because you know sometimes they'll cause tensions in your relationship and cause you to distance. Unfortunately, um, it happens a lot. The good thing about it is the people that are in my circle that I hold so tightly don't get that way towards me. So I thank you for that. Um, but I was looking where Felicia Rashad was talking about how she raised her daughter. And I did the same thing. Like I raised my daughter the same way my mother raised me. Um, and I agree just like with her, she was saying that nature, um, has done nothing to her or her child. So, and she had did nothing to nature. And she said she always wanted her daughter to, you know, seek an insight. I'm the, I, I always, always tell my daughter to look inside and help, to help build herself up and help form herself from the inside out, not outside in. I told her to believe and trust in herself before believing in other things. I told her to discover her own truth and to stay true to her truth and keep pushing her truth and live by it. And not the truth in, in what I feel is her truth, her own truth. Um, and I've tried to push that with my nieces and, you know, things of that nature because I love them to death. You know what I mean? They're like, they're my heartbeat. I'm going to be honest. Um, but I was listening to it and it was like, yes. Now, I don't have a really close relationship with my mother as I did when I was much younger. There were things happened as I got older within me and my mother's relationship that kind of distanced us and pulled us kind of away from each other. And at one point, I felt like my mother made a decision on deciding which one of her children she would be there for and which one of her children she wouldn't be there for. My mother had eight children total. Um, six are living. Um, but if you see my mother, you would not even believe she had eight children. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. And and I can't even remember how many miscarriages she had, you know, because we had a conversation about that before. But I don't 
have a close relationship with my mother. But despite the fact that I don't have a close relationship with her, she knows that if something happens, I'm going to be the person that she calls or give a message to, to make sure I know what's going on. And I love her for that. But at the same time, it annoys me as well, because I feel like she should be the one giving me that message. But again, these are things that I have to work on for me. Um, but I strive myself on having a better relationship with my daughter than I had with my mother. And I will continue to do that because I don't want my daughter to be damaged or have to go through the emotional roller coaster that I did. So, yeah, that's my tidbit. As I've mentioned, me and my mother does not have a close relationship. But she knows that if she needs me, she knows I'm coming because I always do. Um. When I was younger, there were things that was said and was done that when I got older, I questioned it and I wondered why. And then I got answers to it and it made me feel unloved and uncared for. Um, And I never felt comfortable enough to talk to my mother about those things until I became a grown woman. And then at that point, when I tried to talk to my mother about those things, she made me feel small. She made me feel like I was disrespecting her. Although my mother has six kids that's still living. I've never really cursed around my mother. I've said shit and ass, but I've never really cursed around my mother. Um, But all my other siblings have. (laughs) Um, I always feel like if I'm cursing and she walks up, I'm wondering like, did she hear me? And the crazy part about it is my mother is close to the rest of them than she is with me. But I'm not even the oldest, but I've always been treated as the oldest because I've always been responsible. Like I was that daughter, that child, that sibling that, you know, that would always be the one to have to quit whatever extra activity she was doing or had to be the first one home to get people off the bus. And she wasn't even the oldest. Like I was the one that always had to fix things. And as a grown woman, I'm still trying to fix things for people. And that is another thing that I'm working on with myself because <laughs> that self-improvement topic that I brought up. Um, when I can't accomplish helping other people, it weighs on me. And I allow it to consume me sometimes and, you know, stresses me out. And then when I get stressed out, I get frustrated. And then I get very short with people. And that's not right. You know, so... Um, the thing about it is if I can't like shake it, um, I am what my family will call antisocial. I'll go in the room and stay to myself until I can get myself together. Um, I'll talk to God, which my family say I'm crazy, you know, uh, or they'll, they'll walk in if they hear me, they're like, you on the phone? I'm like, no. And they're like, and they'll just laugh at me. And I'm like, You'll get it later, especially my daughter. I'm like, you'll get it later. You're going to be doing a whole bunch of talking to God. Watch and see. But anyway, um, I always said that when I become a mother, what I was going to be. And I was nothing like what I said I was going to be. I was like, I'm not going to whoop my child. I'm not going to punish them. I'm going to let them do whatever they want to. If they want to eat candy and stuff, they're going to do that. Boy, no, you're not. Because everything changes when it's your child, when you are the parent, when you are responsible for someone else. But one thing that I did and I continue to do is to 
to love my child, to love children that I'm around, to love my nieces. Like I hug them. I kiss them. I tell them I love them. You know, I bombard their pictures like I'm all in their business. I'm like, let me see. I want them to know you are loved. You are wanted. You are special. You are important. You are smart. Like you are a beautiful princess and queens and you know, we are some amazing creatures and love the skin that you're in. Because when I was younger, um, the things that I struggled with was my skin color. And I don't know what happened because when I was younger, I was really dark. But I think it was because I stayed out in the sun a lot before I realized that I had really bad skin allergies. Um, and I had insecurities about that. And so my daughter had the same issue with you know, her weight because my daughter is skinny. And I'm like, I was skinny and I was insecure in school, but I had a butt. And when I heard her saying those things, I made it my business to let her know. I don't care. Big, small, whatever. You beautiful. You got it going on. Own that. Claim it. I didn't have that when I was a teenager from my mother. My mother gave all that to my brother and my younger sisters, you know, because I have two younger sisters. She gave it to them, but she didn't give it to me. I was like, you responsible, you mature, you got this, do this, do that. That's what I got for my mother. So I want to be that mother to my child, to my children, to my nieces that I didn't get from my mother. So that's what I strive to be as a mother, as a, as a parent, love and life. Okay, Anita loved to hate to hate. My Thursday thriving topic, people, is older men with younger females. What are your take on it? How do you feel? Can you relate? Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? Like, what are your opinions? I mean, because I think a 40-year-old with a 20 or 21 year old is like, come on, really? That's like dating your own child. You know, that's borderline pedophile for me. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I just think that if, if, a, if someone is 20 and 21 years old, because let, let, me, let me say this, women mature quicker than guys. That's a given. Most women look for older men majority of the time. I agree with that. But when you're 20, 21 years old and you're still maturing, you're still learning yourself, you're still growing, you haven't really experienced anything. Um, and the, the guy have children like you're wondering, how can you relate to this person when you don't even want children? You know what I mean? Like like those are the questions that I would have running through my mind if it was someone I love. So I'm going to go a little deeper with this question. Y'all probably wondering, like, where's she going with this, right? Like, what you about to say? What if it was your child? What if as a mother or father, your 20, 21-year-old daughter comes to you and say, I'm going to introduce you to my friend at the wedding or the birthday party. And you're like, oh, okay. You have an idea that the guy's older because she kind of gave you certain specifics. He has, a, he has a child. No, he is a father and he is a little bit older than me. So it gave you a little bit of it 
not actual facts, but gave you a little bit of it. You're like, oh, okay. Well, pretty much everybody, you know, it's 2017, 2018. Everybody got churn. You know what I mean? You meet him. Cool, nice guy. Oh, okay. Chill too, you know. But you only met him once or twice. So you don't really know the person. Right? Right. Then you find out that your daughter is not only dating him, but sometime, majority of the time, she's spending the night at his place instead of her apartment. True, she works. She pays her own bills. So you can't really tell her what to do. I mean, you can tell her, but that doesn't mean she's going to take your advice. You know what I mean? And she probably doesn't even want your advice. Just saying. But then you find out that this guy is actually 10 years older. Because when you meet him, you're thinking five years because that's what you're told eventually. But then after the fact, you're like, you find out he's 10 years. And then you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe the age is what it is. I'm going to say this. If I meet him and I like him, I think he cares about her. I think he um, have our best interest at heart. I think that I can grow to accept the age thing. In the back of my mind, until then, that age thing is going to keep popping up. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just being real. Um, especially if my daughter is still growing and still maturing. I'm, I, I have to be honest with myself, to be honest with you, my people. That's just how I roll. As a parent, it's hard for me to believe that men or women would be okay with their daughter dating someone that's 10 years older than them. This is a kick that has two churn. Not children, churn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you try to talk to her about it. At this point, it's a little bit too far into the relationship for her to change her mind. She's not going to change her mind. And even if she wanted to change her mind, the fact that you brought it up, is going to push her to stay with this guy even more. But how do you handle it? What do you say? How do you address it? Can you be comfortable around him? Do you think it would be awkward? Like... Do you think it would be best not to be around that person until you can actually accept the fact that he's older than her? Or would it just be, I just want her to be happy and I don't care how old he is. Which I think that is bull. But I want you guys to talk to me. Tell me what you think. How would you handle it if it was your daughter? Or your niece? That you love and you care about. Anita, love to hate to hate. Let's talk, baby. It's Thriving Thursday. Enjoy your day. I'll talk. Anita, love to hate to hate. Just means that I love and I do not hate. When I chose my name, I wanted it to represent me, who I am, what I stand for, what I'm about. Um... And it just means that I love and I do not hate because I know what hate feels like. I know what it looks like and I know what it sounds like. And it hurts when people hate you, especially if they hate you for no reason. Being a part of this podcast has been very refreshing for me, to be honest. From my segments, people probably would think that I'm not shy and bashful, that I'm not uh, private. I'm very private. I'm very discreet. This is the most open I have ever been in my entire life. And I'm just going to be honest. Um, 
I don't let people in because when I do, I notice that people try to use it against you. So I pretty much stay to myself when it comes to uh, befriending people. I've learned that on work. I've learned that with family. I've learned that with just random people. Um, But at the same time, I don't want to change who I am as a person because of things that have been wronged me. I've been through some things in my life. I probably can write 20 books <laughs> on the things that I've been through in my life, things that I've witnessed, things that I've been a part of, things that I had to help clean up, things that I had to try to fix and work through. I've been through a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm not going to put on this front that I'm this perfect person, I'm this perfect mother, that I've been this perfect wife, I was this perfect girlfriend, I was this perfect. I'm not going to lie and say that that's what I was because First of all, I started off young, right, very young. And the first real boyfriend that I had um, was way more advanced than I was because I was a virgin, and I wasn't ready for that, and I didn't think about that. And then... We, he ended up liking somebody else. He crushed me. You know, he's like, oh, you know, I was just, I was just so hurt. I was just so destroyed. You know what I mean? Um, and I moved to a little town called Zachary, Louisiana, within Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> and um, I ended up for a year, I think, a year and a half or something like that. And then I came back to Jackson High School. And when I came back about a year later, that's when I met my husband, which I had already knew him, but he had changed so much that I forgot that that was him, and he was a little older than me. Um, But when I came back, I had no interest in liking, dating or being with anybody like sexual because I was this girl that was scared of sex. Like, I never talked about it. You know how when you're young and your friends are experiencing things? I never did that. And my first encounter with sex, it's just something that just happened. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy about it. I was really just scared. You know what I mean? I never felt like I made a mistake. I didn't. But I felt like my mother and I should have had a better bond and I should have felt more comfortable to talk to her about that decision that I had made. But before I knew it, things was just, it's just what it was and I couldn't change it and I just had to accept it and keep going. I said all that to say this. I always strive to be better than what I was yesterday. I talk and I say things on podcasts. When I curse, I don't curse every day, all day long. I really don't. Sometimes I do it out of humor, out of fun, just to be silly and and just crazy. And I am opinionated. I'm not going to lie about that and say that I'm not. I really am opinionated. But I don't push my opinions on people. I don't say, well, this is my way and this is what it is because I don't do that. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to me because y'all make this easy for me. Thank you so much.
Good evening, Anita. Love to hate to hate. It is almost six o'clock. I'm actually headed home from school. Um, today was a very good, productive day until about three o'clock. Um, I got an update on my phone, alert on my phone, saying that there was a double shooting that took the lives of two brothers. Um, and come to find out, we actually know one of the kids that were killed, um, that were involved in the shooting. We don't have much details about what really happened. I know he's 24 years old. Um, he played basketball um, for the school called um, Baker High School. Um, he was a pretty good kid, for as I can remember, because as you know, when he got older, I didn't really stay in touch with him that much, except for um, he would play uh, flag football um, with my brother and them and stuff. And um, but for as anything else, like I, I don't know anything else. Uh, about what's really going on with him. I know he had a girlfriend. I know him and his mom was real, real close. And it was, from my understanding, him and his brother by his dad um, were involved in a shooting. It was three people actually involved in the shooting, but they were the two that lost their life um, from it. It's been speculation about drug-related, but I hate when people do that. I hate when people start spreading rumors and saying, is this, this what happened, that's what happened, when you don't know the full facts. Because I know people have been accused of selling drugs, and these people never sold drugs a day in their life. The crazy part about it is, last week when we got that snow in Louisiana, he had a car accident in his car, and his car flipped six times. He didn't, wasn't even wearing, he was not wearing a seatbelt, and he was able to crawl out of that car with no injuries, no broken bones. He had like a little bruise over his head or whatnot, but take that out the equation. Um, for your vehicle to flip six times, and you're able to walk away, and then the next week you're, you're, you're killed from a, a bullet. That is crazy to me. I just don't understand why is it that gunplay is the new norm? Like, I don't understand, like, you know, do they get, like, gift certificates or do they get, like, tax breaks or something for buying guns and, and killing each other? Like, I'm so confused. Like, I don't understand it. I really don't. You got kids bringing guns to school killing each other in the schools. You have family member killing each other. I mean, just last week, a guy shot and killed his auntie who he was living with. It's just, I just don't get it. And it's just kids on top of kids, life being taken at the drop of a dime. Over stupid shit, over drugs or who got this block, who got that block. Who sold more bags of weed? Unit took my customer. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, and then it's, the sad part about it is, these are not kids or children that are dumb and stupid. These are smart, intelligent children that can pretty much be anything that they wanted to be, but they decide to play with guns and, you know, possibly 
be the big man on the block and take somebody's life. I don't know when that became the new norm. I don't want to try to understand why it's the new norm. I just wish that we could come up with a better solution to get these guns off the streets and stop all this killing. Because it's to the point where no one, mainly myself, wants to go anywhere, do anything, because I'm fearful of my life. It's scary when you're sitting in your house and you, or you go visit a, a, a kinfolk and you don't know if you're going to leave there because of the violence. It's just, we got to do better. And it's black on black crime over and over and over. And I'm like, do we ever get tired of hurting ourselves, each other, one another? It has to stop. It has to stop. Hi, Anita. Love to hear today. I listened to your segment on what makes a person cheat. And I may not be um, a crazy authority on the whole issue and topic, but personally, I just feel it. it is more of a respect and dignity for self before it extends to the other person, your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or whoever. I think it's first, it's more of, oh, shh, what the, oh, I'm sorry, that was a roach. <laughs> okay, so where was I? I think it's more of um, a respect and dignity for self, a standard you set for yourself, um, a decision to be that credible and honest person and not to be that spouse who is going to be cheating and following everything in person you see and want to be involved with you know sometimes you may respect and value another person and even love the person so much but you just don't put yourself to such standards so you feel it's okay to cheat and come back to the person as long as you love the person now i'm not saying that love for the other person that love and respect for the other person doesn't count it does it counts because you have to love a person to the point where you love the person so much that you don't want to be the person to bring any kind of hurt or pain or embarrassment or whatever to the other person to see the person cry um distrust you and all all of the hocus pocus that comes with you know cheating but some people do feel that way and really don't want to hurt you but just aren't mentally strong and you know um just don't have that integrity to the point where they put themselves up to such standards and accountability to decide to not be a cheating spouse to be an honest spouse a person who you know your spouse can count on trust in believe and be safe with so i think it really does have to do a lot with self my pod spire show thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my segment on why what drives a person to cheat why do people cheat um you pretty much um kind of narrowed it down (laughs) in a better interpretation (laughs) for me to be honest because um, I agree with you wholeheartedly and it, it's a self decision and I just feel like if you love yourself you're not going to do anything to destroy who you are as a person so that you're able to love your partner and not just love them but be in love with them you want to protect them you don't want to hurt them you don't want to be any you do not want to be the negative in their life everything about you with them is going to always be positive so um I agree. 
And you know, it's a lot of people that don't have dignity and self-respect. And not just with cheating, with everything. The way they carry themselves at work, the way they, they leave home, the way they talk, the way they raise their kids. Um, it, it, it's a lot of things that they're not using self-respect and self-dignity for, not just cheating. So you are so right. And I think that that's something that we as people have to work on, be better people and hold our own self accountable and not make excuses for when we mess up. You know what I mean? That way we're not bringing hurt and pain to the people that we love. So, thank you. Well, good evening, uh, Miss Anita. I hope your day is going well. Uh, and next time, don't study too hard and too late. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, about uh, uh, what you were saying about uh, cheating, and uh, but the only big the difference is that like a lot of folks say you have to forgive for your sake. I don't have to do that one. I'm not going to do that one. I, I don't need to forgive for my sake. I can get past it. I can get over it. Uh, so I I like you said, it's a hurting thing, and I don't have to to forgive to get over that hurt. I mean. Just let it go and don't deal, and don't because I don't have to deal with the person any, any longer. So to me, I don't have to. I don't feel like I should. I should have to, or I will be forgiven in that regards. But you have a great day, and look forward to hearing some more topics. Mr. E, I understand, and you know, I too have been where you are. Well, I feel like I ain't forgiven nothing. You did this to me, and it wasn't warranted. I've been good to you. Oh, no. Forgive who for what? I've been there, and I'm going to be honest with you. I still struggle when it comes to forgiveness and this forgiveness, period. Um, but you can forgive a person and not forget what they did. Because someone argued with me, well, if you forgive a person, then you're going to forget what they did, and you're not going to keep throwing it up. Well, if you forgive them, you don't have to keep throwing it up. You're not going to keep throwing it up because of the fact that you've forgiven them. But if you act like I owe you something after you've done something to me, let me remind you there was a scar that you left there that it healed. So... That's the only thing, but everybody is different. You know, some people are like, I ain't never forget. Every time he, she, see me, she don't know. So I, I understand and I get it. Um, but as long as those emotions are not carried on into your new relationship um, and you're trusting and loving and receiving of that bond with that person you're able to build, then by all means you do what works for you again these are my opinions on my thoughts and i ask you guys to chime in and give me your opinions and your thoughts so i always respect what people say even if i don't totally agree with everything they say um but i i understand where you're coming from but i do think that forgiving is good for the soul for yourself and and my thing is this it's I can, uh, it's easier for me to forgive you for cheating than it is for me to forgive a person that have raped or murdered someone. I'm just going to be honest. Um, but everybody's different. So you deal with things accordingly to what works for you. Um, but I do believe in forgiveness. 
um, certain situations, I'm not my best at, so I'm not going to advocate on, yes, you better forgive. I'm not going to be that cheerleader because, hey, the struggle is real over here, too. You know, I believe in God, and I know God is amazing. I know he brought me through some amazing situations. And I know without him, there is no me. And without me, my circle would not even exist. So I know that there's somebody super amazing that's bigger than us. So I, I trust him and I believe in him. And I always go to him. And sometimes I'm not able to obey him the way I need to. But again, those are flaws of mine that I'm working on. Those are things that I'm still, you know, getting together. So I'm still working with me. He, I mean, he's not done with me. You know what I mean? So, again, thank you so much for calling in and for listening to my to my station. And I understand. So, you do what works for you. But as long as you're happy now and you're at peace and you whoop the boo and all that good stuff, hey, do your thing. <laughs> good evening, Miss Anita. I love this subject. Well, I am a father of a young lady. So... I can understand what you're saying. She hadn't dated any older, older guys that I know of. Um, but if she was, if if she was to, then I would question the guy uh, motive, and we would have a heart to heart, and and he would have to come around, and I would have to see uh, just what his intentions is, and. Um, because uh, older men sometimes want to take advantage of younger ladies, no matter how mature they seem to be. But, you know, I would just have to check him out. Uh, Once I check him out, I could be good with it. But I would definitely always keep my eye on him. Mr. E, I know that I would never go wrong with you. (laughs) Um, And great point. it, it just see some young ladies feel that family members shouldn't question who they're dating and they feel like oh if I'm dating this person then it's too late to do the questioning and this and that whatever and, and that's where the situation get kind of slippery because you want to make sure that you're not ignoring a sign that's there but you're also trying to respect their privacy and you know what I'm saying and give them their life too um, I, I would have to figure out if there's a hidden agenda, like what you said with the motive situation. I would, I would want to know, like, is this just like, hey, she's young, she hasn't been with people, and hey, I'm, bef-, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to know, like, is this person genuinely in love and caring for this person? Is this person just trying to take this, you know, my loved one on a ride, like? And that's the scary part because no matter how you feel about it, as an adult, they are grown and they're going to make their own decision. And you can't hold their hands and you can't protect them from everything, although you want to. Um, and you want to make sure that you're not overreacting and you're not judging as well. Um, because when it comes to people that you love, you tend to be a lot more protective. So you, you're trying to find a balance and sometimes that's not easy to do when it comes to that because... I always say age doesn't matter, it's just a number. And I do believe that to an extent because I think that when they're a certain age and 
you know, you're, you're fresh out of high school, and, you know what I'm saying, or you're just becoming an, into adulthood. And this person's already been in adulthood, already experienced life, already been a family man, already accomplished this and accomplished that. You know what I mean? It's like, you wonder, like, what do y'all have in common? Like, what interest do y'all have? Like, what is it that interests you in her besides the fact that she's a beautiful young lady and she's young? Take that out the equation and tell me what else y'all have in counter. You know what I'm saying? In, in common. Like, and you want to do that without coming across as you are judging or you assuming but when it's people that you love you're always pretty much going to be kind of judging <laughs> and you know doing detective work investigating situations you know what I mean so I don't know I just think we as parents we just have to keep hoping and praying that our children are with good people with good intentions and um, hopefully they will be happy and all will be well in their world. But thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate the support. Thank you. Okay, this evening, um, I mentioned in my previous segment that we found out that um, someone we know was involved in a shooting. Him and his brother um, died and their best friend is in critical condition. Um, the guy is in critical condition, has two children. And so we're just praying for um, America at this point because it's not looking good. Apparently they were sitting in a vehicle, somebody walked, two individuals walked up to them and opened fire and started shooting. Um, it was reported um, to me about 45 minutes ago that the two individuals um, turned themselves in. They haven't been identified, so people are assuming they are juveniles. Um, so I'm glad that they're off the street. Um, I would love to know the motive for that. Um, and I would just have to we'll just pray for, for better days and pray for the, the recovery of the other individual that's in critical condition. Just keep their families in your prayers. Thank you. Miss Love to Hate to Hate. I have a daughter. And the scenario that you built um, at that point, 20 years old, an adult, living out on her own, all you can really do is give advice because. She's gonna do what she's gonna do. What she's gonna do. Hopefully, the you instilled um, the morals and the personality in your daughter for her to make choices. But I'm definitely gonna have to. It can't be a situation where I'm not around the guy. I'm probably gonna be around him more because I want to be able to fill him out and keep my eye on him. You know, to try to figure out what's what's really going on. It could be a situation where. Um, it's, you know, it's legit. It could be something else. You know, like I say, you could just be trying to give him a young tender, you know. Thoughts to myself. Thank you so much for calling into my station. And I couldn't agree with you more. Because it's like it's hard to tell someone what to do when they are on their own and they're providing for themselves. And 
we just constantly pray that she gets it and that she understands and that she's mature enough to see the game if a game is being played. Um, oh, he's being watched like a hawk. Trust and believe that one. It's just hard when it's your daughters. It's sad when it's your little boys. You're like, you don't feel as worried or as stressed. But when it's little girls, they're always going to be little girls or your little nieces, your baby nieces or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate the support, um, tuning in. Please continue. God bless. Thank you. This has been a very emotional, draining evening when you try to keep yourself together and keep yourself in a peaceful place, take care of your family and everything else, and you're hurting for these other families that have lost their loved ones, loved ones that have committed stupid, senseless crimes, and some that are fighting for their lives. I just continue to pray for us for this country. My heart is so heavy right now. And I know God is in the midst of it all, but it still hurt. Because these are children. children that do not respect one another, do not care about life. We're talking about children that and individuals that plotted to shoot people and didn't have a second thought of whether or not they would take someone alive. A family tonight is mourning the loss of two family members because of gun violence. The guns were not legalized. Where they were legal. <sighs> Let's just continue to pray for this country and one another. Remember to live, love, and laugh, and allow God to be God. I need a love to hate, to hate. It just means that I love and I do not hate. God bless and good night.